Hello there, friends. Welcome to another episode of the Fantasy Ace Ball Podcast with your bestie here, Tim Kanak from Fantasy Ace Ball at Fantasy Ace Ball on Twitter. Uh, go ahead and follow me on Twitter if you like my stuff and like uh, the things that I send. Get my blast me out there. Uh, I am currently, just to tell you guys what I'm doing right now, I'm trying to, I'm picking next, I'm on deck in a DC, and I have a kind of a distinct team so far, very high risk, uh, <laughs> and DC, that's not the thing you necessarily want to be high risk in. I made three picks so far, and I started at, with pick nine, I got Acuna, coming back, I ended up with DeGrom, I was hoping for Woodruff or Walker Bueller, and uh, they Scherzer, Woodruff and Bueller went right in front of me, and uh, so I ended up with DeGrom. Acuna and DeGrom is very risky. Round three, I love it. Bieber came back to me, and he's my number seven pitcher, so I got my uh, – DeGrom is my number five pitcher, and Bieber's my number seven pitcher, so I ended up with both of them. Uh, so I got pocket aces in rounds two and three. And then uh, now I'm coming back in round four, and – I had Goldschmidt on the top of my queue, and he just went, unfortunately, because that's my boy. That's who I've been trying to get in round four. I have, actually have him ranked as my 22nd overall player for Roto, and I'm picking 52nd. So I was hoping for a nice little bargain because uh, his ADP is in the high 50s, and I thought he was going to make it back to me, but that does not look like it's going to happen. So currently I have three guys that I'm looking at, all different positions. I'm looking at Francisco Lindor at shortstop, Pete Alonso at first, and Will Smith at catcher. Uh, this has been a weird draft where five relievers have already gone, and uh, four win the second round. So uh, Presley's the fifth one. And both catchers on the top tier besides Smith are gone, Real Muto and Salvi. So, um, yeah, it's been that kind of draft. So now I'm trying to decide, should I go with the position uh, scarcity guy with Will Smith? Or should I go somewhat position scarcity um, because steals are starting to get scarce and grab Lindor on the hopes that he returns to form. I mean, like with the guys I already have right now, if Acuna and DeGrom and <laughs> DeGrom doesn't manage to get hurt, Acuna starts the year healthy and then Lindor returns to form, that would be really sick uh, with Bieber in there too. Uh, so it's high variance for sure. Like trying to bet on all these on a guy for a bounce back, a guy coming, off, a couple guys coming off injuries. Like it's a definitely high risk. Um, but right now, I think I'm going to go Lindor uh, if he's not picked, and then Alonzo is next on my list, and then Will Smith, and then we still have also on the board Xander Bogarts, Tyler O'Neill, and Randy Rosarena uh, on my list. I definitely need a hitter because I have already two aces. I don't need another starter. And with Presley off the board, it'll be a while before there's a reliever that I like. Um, so I'll be waiting a little bit for that. Uh, next reliever, actually, by ADP is Kenley Jansen at, with a 79 ADP. And I think I'm going to be waiting a little bit. I can like some other guys like uh, Gallegos and Romano and, and Bednar. I'm probably going to bet on a couple of those guys. So I won't get a pitcher in for, for a couple picks probably. Um, so right now I think I'm probably leaning toward Lindor just to get some more speed mixed in, uh, because if Alonzo goes, I can still bet on a Abreu or Votto later, 
who will hit, you know, 10 home runs less or whatever, but they should still get some of those counting stats and none of these guys are going to help me with steals. So that's why I think I need to get some steals now. And I could wait and try to bet on wit if I wanted to be even more high variance, but, uh, with the guys I have right now, I don't think it would be smart for me to do that um, because I could just end up with a team that I'm starting really crappy guys at the beginning of the year. Um, so if you hear my thingy go off, uh, my little alarm or whatever during the draft, that's what that is. It'll be me getting ready to draft. So this is the starting pitchers part two pod. Uh, go back to listen to starting pitchers part one if you haven't listened to that yet. And before you even listen to that, make sure you listen to the F pitching pod, the F score pitching pod, so you understand how the F scores come together, what they're actually rating, what stats are rolled in to aggregate the F scores. Um, because the F scores are skill based stats. That's just giving you kind of a number like OPS, where it's 100 is league average. So uh, that's something to keep in mind is 100 is league average. And we are starting now at pitcher number 66 because we finished off a tier last time and didn't go straight 1 through 50. And I believe we're going to be in tier 7. That's what it looks like, yes. So, pitcher number 66 is Luis Garcia with the Astros. He has a 76 durability, 104 F-stuff, 96 control, and 120 FERA. And the Astros, guys, usually rank higher... And FERA, I've noticed there's teams like, like that, like the Cardinals guys all rank super high in FERA. Um, obviously, having that defense back there in the park is going to help. And the Astros have good defense, or had, we'll see, like, going into next year, if Correa is no longer there, how that affects their defense. But, um, yeah, Garcia definitely boosted by the Astros' D quite a bit. Um, pretty much an average pitcher if it's not for the run-limiting portion of what he's putting out there. So he's got a 99 F score and a 97 future F score. And so talking, you know, this deep, hitting a one is pretty good at this point. Uh, number 67, I like this guy quite a bit in my rankings. I'm probably actually low on him. Probably, I know there's people who have him in like the 40 to 50 range. Uh, that's Patrick Sandoval. And he's coming off injury with the Angels. He's got some really good stuff. He's got a 63 durability, a 108 F stuff, 94 F control, and a 94 F ERA. And it's possible with Trout and Rendon coming back and playing more this year that that defense for the Angels might improve and might help the Angels pitchers with that ERA. Uh, so that is something to look out for. And he's got a 90 F score with a 96 futures F score. I think he's going to be better than that, honestly. I'm, I'm not really trusting the scores on this one because he's dragged down by the time that he missed at the end of the year in 2021. Our number 68 starter I like, and I have him in quite a few leagues, is Tariq Tariq. Or Tariq. I don't know how he says his first name. If I ever meet him, I'm going to ask him. Scooble. And he's got an 86 after ability. A 114 F stuff. So this dude has really good stuff. Everybody knows that in the minors, he was tearing it up because of his stuff. He didn't even need control. Uh, but he actually does have good control, too. He's got a 108 control. And the Tigers, I don't know if they had a crappy defense last year because Scoople didn't have the best Babbitt luck, or if it's that he just gives up way too many homers. But he's got an 82 FERA. 
which is not good. Um, bring Tucker Barnhart in, that's probably going to help him. I'm interested to see how that affects some of these young Tigers pitchers. So I really like that move, trading for Barnhart, like right before the lockout. That was pretty clutch. So Scooball with a 98 F score and a 92 Futures F score. Uh, because his second half last year was not as good as his first half. That's why it shows him downtrending. But I think he will be getting better, not worse. So I would not take that into consideration. Number 69, another Tiger, Eduardo Rodriguez. Uh, Eduardo Rodriguez is a one, another one of these guys who was hurt a little bit last year. He seems to get hurt every year. And to me, he's like a little bit above average. He's never going to be, a, you know, a superstar pitcher, top 40 or whatever. He did get paid pretty nice by the Tigers. But to me, he's like a just a solid number three pitcher on a, in a 20 or 30 team league. Uh, in that baseball, he's a number three pitcher. Like in a fantasy league, he's like a number five or six pitcher, depending on how deep the league you're playing in is. So Eduardo Rodriguez, 84 durability. 111 F stuff, so good. Not as great as Scooble, but still very good uh, for where we're at in the draft right now. 95 F control and a 99 F ERA. And you can see there that maybe, yes, maybe I guess it is Scooble who was giving up too many home runs, and that's why his F ERA is so much lower than Eduardo Rodriguez, even though they're playing for the same team in the same ballpark with the same defense. Eduardo Rodriguez has a 97 F score and a 95 future F score. I also think he will be better. I think he will be more like a league average for fantasy-wise type starter. So I expect him probably to be more tr- like trending up 3%, not down 3%. Number seven is an, or 70 is an interesting name. Oscar Enoa. Uh, I actually liked what he was doing for the Braves. And he, of course, hurt his hand. And the escorts, for some reason, don't like him as much as I thought I would. I thought I'd have him in the 60s, like higher than this, maybe 10 spots higher or so. Um, but then the escorts are telling me, no, don't do that. So we've got a 64 after ability, a 101 F stuff. So that's league average stuff. 102 F control, so that's a little above league average control. And then a 92 FERA. Obviously, pitching in Atlanta is a hitter's park. Um, but the 92 with Atlanta's defense means that he does, he's giving up hard contact. So, uh, But he still has a wide range of possibilities as the he was uptrending last year. So a lot of that might be his minor league numbers don't match what he did in the majors because he was putting up pretty good numbers in the majors last year. He got a 64 uh all right, I already went through that, so let's go to these F scores. F score is a 90, and he has a 103 future F score. Number 71 is Michael Kopik. I really like this guy, but I don't know what the White Sox are going to do with him. If he's actually a starter and not just like a raised type starter where he's only pitching a few innings, I think he will be very valuable because his stuff is off the charts. He's got a 53 F durability because he was a reliever last year. Is a 126 F stuff. That is near ace like. That is like tier three, tier four type pitcher stuff. He has a 1 F control and an 87 F ERA. Uh, White Sox, Chicago, that's a, not a good stadium to be pitching in. And I think that the White Sox 
have probably below average defense. Uh, Grandal is pretty good at framing, though. So Grandal, they have a good catcher. Uh, but Kopik with a 91 F score and a 96 future F score. If there was news that, you know, we had spring training, you know, if the lockout actually ended, and we heard that Kopik is going to be starting for the White Sox, his value would soar, I'm sure. Uh, number 72 is Alex Wood, who is just a very solid pitcher when he's healthy. The problem is he gets hurt all the time. He's not great, but he's very good, like very solid, dur- uh, like not durable. He's getting hurt, but very like dependable is what I want to say, pitcher when he is on the field. He's a 91 or a 61, sorry, uh, F durability, a 112 F stuff. So solid. That's like right up there with Eduardo Rodriguez, a 104 F control, which is better than Eduardo Rodriguez, and a 105 F ERA, which is also better than Eduardo Rodriguez. And it helps that he's pitching for the Giants, a team, you know, uh, environment that is going to help him, not hurt him. So Wood has a 96 F score and a 102 future F score. Uh, he rates a little lower. Like I have him under Kopik because Kopik has a higher ceil- much higher ceiling. But Wood is a pretty good floor guy if he's playing. It's that injury that's keep- keeping him down. I probably would have him if he was a healthy pitcher over Hendricks, Mar- Marquez. Like he would be in the next tier up. He wouldn't be in this tier. Uh, our number 73 pitcher is Luis Patino, who has kind of like Kopech, a lot of a lot to like about him, but we need to see more. Um, and the Rays were doing like some weird Rays stuff with him last year too. And I know he's still really young. I think he got brought up at the age of 21, pretty young for a starting pitcher. So um, I think he's like, what, 23 now? So uh, he has the room and the skill to make a lot of progress. He's got a 73 after ability. He was pitching. He was just only pitching like four and five innings last year for the Rays. He's got a 98 F stuff, which I think – should be better based on the stuff that he was showing in the minors. He has an 85 F control and then a 120 F ERA. So obviously like being on the Rays with that great Rays defense and how smart they are with shifting and everything, like that's going to help him prevent runs. So Patino, pretty good at that. He's got a 94 F score with a 94 future F score. I think that F, that range should be higher. It's just like, I guess he didn't get better from 2020 to 2021, which is why his, uh, trending is not trending up or down. It's just like, okay, this is seems to be what he's doing right now. Number 74. I kind of like this guy a lot. Um, and I think that he's a nice steal in drafts is Bailey Ober. Ober has a 70 F uh, durability, a 118 F stuff. So that's higher than Scooble even. A 127 F control, really good. And a 105 F ERA. That gives him with a 105 F score with a 97 futures F score. Now he's downtrending because he came in and was better his first few starts in at the end, and this is a small sample size. So that's why Ober is downtrending to 97, even though he's only like 24 years old or something like that. Uh, let's see. Bailey Ober, how old are you, buddy? You are, as I open fan graphs. Oh, wow, a 26-year-old rookie. Okay, an old guy, an old rookie. All right, Whit Merrifield pitcher version. So that is what we are looking at. And he should be a pretty solid pitcher for your team at this portion of your draft next uh, this year. Number 75 is Anthony Discofani with the Giants, just like Alex Wood. Uh, solid 
like back end starter for you. That's basically this whole tier, right? Or high risk guys who are coming from relieving to starting and might help you. Uh, Discofani has a 95 F durability and 95 F stuff, 105 F control and a 95 F ERA. So he likes being 95% of league average, I guess. Got a 97 F score with a 101 future F score. So he's pretty much an average guy playing San Francisco is going to help him. Number 76. Now, we don't know if this guy's going to even start the season or what's happening with him. It is Chris Paddock. And I like Paddock a lot. I just, I really want him to develop that third pitch because he's got a 79 F durability, a 107 F stuff. That's with only two pitches, a 144 F control pinpoint. This guy doesn't walk anybody. That's why I like him. I like guys who don't walk people and who get strikeouts. And that rookie season for me, I, I loved Paddock coming that season. And since then, he's just been a bit disappointing. Um, I'm sure there's a lot of other people on that train. And he's got a 93 FERA. That gives him a 106 F score with a one future F score. And some of that has to do with playing time. What's going to happen with Paddock? Is he going to get traded? Uh, because they've talked about trading him. Maybe that'll help him if he moves to another environment, actually. Um, so those are the questions. Is Paddock going to get traded? Uh, what's the defense going to look like for the Padres next year? They have some moves they need to make. Uh, so we'll see. We'll see if they can move Hosmer for something. Number 77 is Carlos Carrasco. Cookie coming off the return from last year. Not what we wanted from Cookie. Uh, he's got a 74 F durability, a 105 F stuff, 98 F control, and a 93 F ERA. And that gives him a 93 F score with an 88 feature F score. Big time downtrending. Um, the Indians, despite their cheapness, actually make really good trades. Like, yeah, yeah, they trade they traded Lindor with Carrasco, but it's like the Class A return that they got, like they've been making some decent moves uh, despite that cheapness. Number 78 is Framber Valdez. Valdez is a nice bulk guy who's going to help your ERA, but not really do anything else for you. He's got a 91 F durability, 97 F stuff, 91 F control, and 127 F ERA. That gives him a 101 F score, the 114 future F score. A future F score, he must have had a hell of a second half. Now, I don't have the numbers up in front of me, uh, but usually that's what happens with uptrending and downtrending. Uh, when you have such a wide variation like that, it means either they had a bad year and then a really good year, or they had a bad first half and then a really good second half. Uh, Zach Grinky, number 79, we'll have to see where he ends up. That's one of the big question marks with Grinky is we don't know who he's going to be pitching for next year. If he pitches for a team uh, with good defense, if he goes to like the Giants or goes to the Cardinals or something like that, That'd be like an ideal spot for Grinky, like a really good, a team with a pitcher friendly park and good defense. Because the way Grinky's pitching right now, he's like a control guy who doesn't walk people, which really is what the Cardinals need because they had so many guys walking people last year. Um, and he's going to put up innings. He's like still really good, uh, like number four type pitcher for a team, or even a three in some cases. He's got a 105 as durability, a one F stuff. 140 F control and 107 FERA. Remember that FERA is dependent on if he's going to be back with the Astros or if he's going to go to another team next year. He has a 113 F score with a 102 future F score. 
definitely was doing worse at the end of last year. I had him actually in my Atenu league for pretty cheap, so I didn't mind as much. But I wasn't even starting him like the whole second half of last year because of how bad he was playing. Number 80 is Drew Rasmussen. Like I said, uh, this tier has a bunch of guys who were relievers who were converted to starters or are converting to starters, we hope, by Kopech. And Patino, I kind of put in that category just because the Rays are weird. So Rasmussen with a 57, and yeah, and here's another Ray, a 57 after ability, a 106 F stuff, a 94 F control, and a 124 F ERA. Uh, some of that is going to be affected. Those numbers are affected because he was a reliever and a starter last year. He was a reliever for the Brewers before the Rays traded for him and converted him to a starter. So those numbers may be skewed a little bit by those reliever numbers thrown in there. But he's a 95 F score and a 112 future F score. So um, you can see he's definitely uptrending. And beyond the Rays, uh, we'll see. We don't really know who he's going to be, I guess, yet. He could be up at a top 60 starter. Uh, and we're getting him at 80 here just based on, you know, potential. Number 81 is John Gray. with Now with the Rangers, finally out of Colorado. We don't know how that's going to affect him moving. And I heard a lot on other podcasts. I think Eno has talked about it and somebody else about his fastball and how he basically perfected his fastball for cores. Now he's going to change it maybe. So he got a 94 after ability, a 1F stuff, a 94. F control and a 103 FERA. That gives him a 98 F score with a 96 future F score. Number 82 is Marco Gonzalez with a 110 F durability. This dude pitches a lot of innings. That's why I like him in points leagues. It's just the innings. Just don't give up hovers, dude. He's got a 110 F durability, a 94 F stuff, a 129 F control, and a 96 FERA. He had his best year in 2020. And then last year, he was kind of disappointing. Same odd new league. With, I had Greg, yeah, actually. I had Marco Gonzalez for like two bucks. And I thought he was going to help me. But then I never even started him because he wasn't good last year, especially compared to the 2020 year. Uh, so he's got a 107, though, F stuff and a 114 future F score. So, like, a lot of that is based on just his quantity of innings. So in a points league, Marco Gonzalez, you should be moving him up the board. But in head-to-head, where you're, like, moving pitchers around, and innings don't really matter, then he's going to be further down the draft board. Number 83 is Cal Quantrill. He's got a 91 F durability, 96 F stuff, 110 F control, and 111 F ERA. And I tend to like guys with stuff, so you'll see when you're looking at my rankings, if you go to Friends with Fantasy Need Benefits and look at the article, or if you're listening to these podcasts, I tend to rank guys with F stuff higher, F stuff higher than the uh, guys who might have higher FERA or F control. It's like give me that, give me that strikeout stuff, man. I like strikeouts. Um, I don't know. I you watch too much pitching ninja, I think. So Cal Quantrill ends up with a 102 F score and a 109 future F score, and that's why I've got Quantrill and Marco down, even though they've got the higher F scores than some of these other guys and are less risky. I am asking for strikeouts. Number 84, we have Jordan Montgomery with an 85 F durability, a 105 F stuff, a 1 F control, and then a 94 F ERA. That gives him a 96 F score with a 1 future F score. And that is going to be the tier. 
I'm going to go back and read this tier now. It's pitcher 66 through 84. Yes, I don't use round numbers. I'm actually tearing off where I think there's an upgrade or a drop-off. We'll start at the top. Number 66 is Luis Garcia, then Patrick Sandoval, Scooble, Erod, Enoa, Kopik, Alex Wood, Luis Patino, Ober, Disclafani, Paddock, Carrasco, Valdez, Rinky, Rasmussen, John Gray, Marco Gonzalez, Quantrill, and Jordan Montgomery. That is the tier. Let us get into tier number eight, which is pitchers 84 through or 85 through 102. So we're going to finish out this tier eight, and then I'm going to just be reading the names of the pitchers in the rankings. And if you want to see the actual S scores after we get through the top 100, go to Friends of Fantasy Benefits and check everything out there. I've got Nearly 200 pitchers ranked, um, so you can compare mine to Nick Pollock's and see what you like better, uh, ace ball or pitcher list, either or. You can't listen to both of us. You can't read both of our stuff. Only one of us. That's the rule. So number 85 is Rowanzi Contreras, and Contreras has a 44F durability, a 114F stuff, a 98F uh, control in a 123 FERA. That gives him a 95 F score with a 97 in future F score. I really like Ronzi, and I think that if I knew he was starting the year for the Pirates, I would have him higher in my rankings, but we don't know. I might have him right there with Kopik, Wood, Patino, because he has good stuff, um, but we don't know, so it is what it is. Number 86 is Tony Gonsolin. He should finally have an opportunity now at the Dodgers to start. And I think we said that for like the last three years. And then all of a sudden the Dodgers make some signings and some trades. And then bye-bye Gonsolin, you're back in the bullpen. Or you're back in AAA uh, getting ready to be the number six starter. So Gonsolin with a 62F durability. Yep, Dodgers joke. Insert Dodgers joke here. 103F stuff. 91F control and 117F ERA. He's pretty solid when he actually plays. It's just... Dodgers doing Dodgers things, so I think I'll let him run. Then I like him. He's got a 93 F score with a 97 feature F score. Number 87 is Nate Pearson. And we'll see what happens with Pearson, too. He's kind of rolled into this spot where he could be like their eighth inning guy or before Romano, or he could be uh, a fifth starter, a fourth starter. Hopefully they let him run as a starter before they just relegate him to the bullpen for the rest of his career. I mean, if he ends up in the bullpen, he'll probably be like Jordan Hicks because I think he throws like 101, and he'll probably be able to ramp up to like 104, 105. If he's in the bullpen, well, not probably, maybe. I don't know. Nate Pearson, can you throw that hard if you're just throwing like 10 pitches? Um, (laughs) Nate Pearson, get back to me after you listen to this pod. So uh, Pearson with basically the great stuff. I can't – I, I, he's got an 84 F score and a 90 future F score. So, like, he's got a wide range, just depending if he's going to be a reliever, is he going to be a starter, what are they going to do with him? Is he going to be able to stay on the field? Um, he's got good stuff, terrible control. So, obviously, he's got to harness that great stuff, like he was in the minors, and not pitch uh, with a C- 6 ERA. Number 88 is Josiah Gray. Josiah Gray with a 74 F durability, a 103 F stuff, a 91 F control, and a 98 FERA. That comes out to a 92 F score with an 87 future F score. Downtrending Y, 
because he was better in the minors than the majors. That's simple. He's not going to downtrend. He's like 23 or 24 years old. Let the dude pitch a couple more years before we grade him on the trending side. That is one of the faults of the F-scores is that it's really hard to project out minor league stats, especially with no 2020 minor league stats because we're jumping from 2019 to 2021. So we've got a gap in the minor league stats, which makes it even harder. And then also the fact that AAA was kind of weird last year, and you've got hitters that are hitting better at uh, in the majors. And it, or I, I guess they're like just destroying AAA and they come to the majors and then they can't hit anything because the pitchers at AAA were sucking. So it's kind of a weird situation all in all with some of this stuff. Thank you, COVID. Uh, number 89, we have Andrew Haney, who I know, uh, I think that might have been Eno too. Someone said Haney is their Robbie Ray of this year. I think that was Eno. Uh, Haney with a 42F durability. Kind of stay on the field, bro. Uh, 113F stuff, 106F control, and a 90F ERA. So the knock on Haney has just been his inability to not give up a ton of homers. And maybe if he's pitching for the Dodgers with the good defense and then the analytics people, they'll get Haney back on track because a few years ago, I believe I had Haney in my top 50. And now he's sitting down at 89. Number 90, this is a guy that I really like and kind of under the radar, is Reaver San Martin. I know uh, Clay Travis likes him, or, or, or Clay Link likes him too. So uh, Clay Travis, yeah, we're talking about football. Clay Link likes him too. Uh, so Reaver San Martin has a 56 F durability, a 106 F stuff, 113 F control, 111 F ERA. Very solid across the board. But because of the durability, and is he going to be starting on the year? Is he going to be able to build up innings? He's got a 97 F score with a 105 future F score. Number 91, coming off of good old Tommy John, and pitched a few innings last year, is Dakota Hudson. Now, Dakota Hudson has a 70 F durability because when he does pitch, he pitches a lot of innings per start uh, prior to Tommy John because he's very efficient with his pitches. Um, more often than not, even though he does like to nibble a little bit too much for my liking as a Cardinals fan, um, when he should just be jamming that sinker in there. But uh, Hudson with a 87 F stuff. He does not strike people out. Do not think you're picking up someone who strikes people out. This is like a Kyle Hendricks Jr. type guy that you're trying to get here uh, at a very cheap price. He's got a 111 or a Stroman Light. That's what you were looking for. You know, 111 F control and a 130 F ERA. Obviously, ground balls plus five gold glovers equals no runs. So we like that. He's got a 99 F score with a 106 future F score. And we've got a run of Cardinals here because they're all kind of like the same type of pitcher. 92 is Steven Matz. He's got a 99 F durability, 103 F stuff. So better stuff than Hudson, but then he's got worse control. He's got an 89 F control. And then a 97 FERA. I expect to see that get better playing for the Cardinals than with the Blue Jays and the Mets. 93 is Miles Michaelis. See, three Cardinals in a row. Bing, bing, boom. Miles Michaelis coming off the injury. Very solid before then. Uh, kind of like Hudson. He gets a little more strikeouts and has some better stuff than Hudson because he throws a lot harder um, and has impeccable control. But he, with all the injuries he's been have, he's going to. Been bouncing around a little bit. So it's got a 93 
F stuff, 132 F control, and 116 F ERA. That brings him to a 102 F score with a 1 uh, futures F score. This is a really good guy to have, like, on the back end of your rotation just to stabilize ratios. Like, very good, like, number 7 or 8 pitcher, in my opinion. Number 94 is Eliezer Hernandez. Uh, coming off the injury, I know everybody wants Sixto to replace him in the rotation. And Ma- Max Myers and Edward, Edward Cabrera, they don't want Eliezer anymore. But he's still a solid player. He's a 113 F score or F stuff, 112 F control, a 97 F ERA. That comes out to a 93 F score with a 92 future F score. Number 95 on the list is Jamison Tyone with a 92 F durability. Finally getting some innings last year. A 1F stuff, a 113F control, and a 96F ERA. You'll notice the Yankees guys don't have good FERAs because too many homers at Yankee Stadium. It's hard to keep that FERA down when people can hit homers so easily. He's got a 1F score with a 96 future F score. Number 96, we don't know if he's going to start or be a reliever. He probably won't start. Um, but I'm going to throw him in here in case the Padres decide to do some weird raise things with him, which they might. Or he could even close because he's got the stuff for it. But that's Denelson Lamette. Uh, this dummy here who's talking to you actually picked him last year in like as a number three starter in uh, an industry league. And that was a bad choice. Still finished in fifth. Not too bad. Could have been better if I didn't waste a pick on Lamette. Uh, but Lamette, number 96, with a 55 uh, F durability, a 119 F stuff, 79 F control, and a 102 F ERA. That comes out to an 89 F score and an 85 future F score. Number 97 is Corey Kluber. Kluber with a 34 F durability, a 1 F stuff, 92 F control, <clears throat> and 108 F ERA. Obviously, everyone is thinking, oh, Kluber's with the Rays. That means he's going to be better. But actually, if you look at the race history with older guys, besides Charlie Morton, it's not the best. Let's think. They brought back Chris Archer last year. Didn't go well. Uh, they tried Michael Waka. All right. They had Rich Hill traded. There's a few guys that they had that they didn't convert into superstars like everyone thinks they do. So Kluber's on 84F score and a 96 future F score. Number 98 is James Caprillion with a 61 F durability, a 103 F stuff, 97 F control, 95 F ERA. That comes out to an 89-89 on the F scores. Number 99 is Rich Hill. Talking about old man Rich Hill, here he is uh, with the Red Sox with an 86 F durability, a 101 F stuff, a 98 F control, and a 102 F ERA. So pretty average uh, old guy who won't get a lot of innings and won't hurt you, but he'll probably pitch like 80 innings of decent ball for you. He's got a 97 F score with a 95 future F score. Number 100 is Brady Singer. Brady Singer with a 92 after ability. And I I traded Singer and Pearson and Matt Manning for Beaver in a dynasty league last year. Nice. Uh, and that was before Beaver's injury. And then, of course, Aaron and I traded for him. He got hurt, so that made that trade look worse. Uh, but it's still good because it's a dynasty league. So Brady Singer in 92 
F durability, a 1 F stuff, 88 F control, 105 F ERA, 96 F score with a 90 future F score. 101 is Adbert Alzale, who I actually really liked until he got hurt last year. Uh, but he had a 90 uh, or a 65 F durability, a 105 F stuff, 90 F control, and a 98 F ERA. And yes, you did hear me actually compliment a Cub. Sorry. 89 F score with a 104 future F score. Maybe a nice, solid piece in this area at this point of the draft, um, p- pending that he's going to be healthy and actually pitching. 102 and rounding out the tier is Zach Eflin with a 69 F durability, a 107 F stuff, 126 F control, and an 86 F ERA. Thank you, crappy Phillies defense and terrible uh, ballpark for pitchers. So Eflin with a 97 F score and a 1 future F score. He's got the injury, and I think he's not going to be starting the season starting, which is why I have him down so far. He's a pretty solid player pitcher and should probably be like right in that same area of like Michaelis and Mats and Hudson. Um, but due to him not starting the year on the roster, it appears, as a healthy person, that pushes him down. So let's review that tier at 85 through number 102. 85 is Ramsey Contreras. Then 86 is Tony Gonsolin, 87, Nate Pearson, 88, Josiah Gray, 89, Andrew Haney, 90, Reaver San Martin, 91, Dakota Hudson, 92, Stephen Matz, 93, Miles Michaelis, 94, Eliezer Hernandez, 95, Jameson Tyone, 96, Denelson Lamette, 97, Corey Kluber, 98, James Caprellian, 99, Rich Hill, 100, Brady Singer, 101, Advert Alzale, 102, Zach Eflin. Alrighty, guys, let's get into Tier 9, which is pitchers 103 through 134. This is the uh, high-ceiling, low-floor tier, where a bunch of guys have super high ceilings but could also just completely poo-poo in the bed. Number 103 is Jesus Lazardo, 104, Luke Weaver, 105, Eric Lauer, 106, Casey Mize, 107, Matt Manning, 108, Chris Flexen, 109, Madison Bumgarner, 110, Mike Miner, 111, Dylan Bundy, 112, Taiwan Walker, 113, Dane Dunning, 114, Michael Pineda, 115, Grayson Rodriguez. 116, Dustin May. 117, Ryan Yarbrough. 118, Alex Cobb. 119, Mike Soroka. 120, Matt Brash. 121, Christian Javier. 122, Max Meyer. 123, Hunter Green. 124, Aaron Savali. 125, Patrick Corbin. 126, Kyle Gibson. 127, Nick Lodolo. 128, Domingo Herman. 129, Kyle Freeland. 130, Nestor Cortez. 131, Yusei Kikuchi. 132, David Price. 133, Matthew Libertor. And 134, Wade Miley. Okay, so we've got 32 pitchers there. And you see a lot of high variance between like old guys who might be relievers, might be starters, could put up some nice innings. You have a bunch of guys who probably won't be up to start the year and will come up halfway through the year. Then you have a bunch of guys who had crappy rookie seasons like Mize and Manning. 
so pretty interesting group right here. There's a lot of high ceiling, I think. Not a lot of high floor. About the only high floor guy in this tier is maybe Alex Cobb and Ryan Yarbrough. Besides that, it's like all high ceiling guys. Um, and I got a couple oldies. Like uh, I guess Corbin is old now. Like Patrick Corbin and Kyle Gibson. Um, but I really like some of the young guys in this tier. Matt Brash in particular I really like. I want to see what the Mariners do with him. They called him up at the end of last season, and he didn't pitch. So are they going to let him start the season on the team this year? Uh, are the Mariners going to compete this year? I think a lot of people are asking that. Uh, how how in are they? What are they going to do with J-Rod and Brash and uh, Kirby and all those guys, and uh, Emerson Hancock? Like They have a lot of good young players. What are they going to do with them? Are they going to throw them out there? Are they going to hide them for Super 2? Uh, or maybe cycle them so that n- n- none of the guys like start brash and then after a couple months bring brash down just so you stop his clock and then throw up their uh, George Kirby for a couple months and then bring him down, stop his clock and then bring up uh, Hancock and just mess with him that way. That'd be like a Dodgers thing to do. So that'd be interesting. They'll probably do something like that after that guy got fired too, after saying stuff like that. Um, then, of course, we've got Grayson Rodriguez and Max Meyer, who I expect both will be up sometime near the end of the year, probably after the All-Star break. Uh, Lodolo might be up earlier than that. We'll see. Uh, Lazardo has apparently been working hard this offseason and could back his form. That made him, like, I think I had Lazardo last year as a top, like, 35 starter. Uh, so, yeah, he could get good. He could be good. We'll just have to see what he can do. And then of course you have Dustin May here, who's coming off the injury, and who's really good when he's playing. It just you're going to have to wait half a year for him to come back. So do you want to spend the IL spot on waiting for Dustin May? Um, just that depends on how you like to run your team. Uh, the next tier here goes from number 135 to number 157. This tier has a bunch of like post hype guys. There's a couple. There's a couple of prospects in here. A ton of post hype guys who had. Really crappy, like, first, second years. Um, and then also we have in here, like, dead prospects. Like, prospect. what I mean by that is, like, prospects who were supposed to be really good and then lost their prospect value before they even came up. Uh, you can probably guess who I'm talking about there. And then some old guys and some guys coming off injury maybe super late in the year. So we've got 135, Edward Cabrera, 136, Cade Cavalli, 137, George Kirby, 138, Cole Wynn, 139, Glenn Otto, 140, Spencer Strider, 141, D.L. Hall, 142, Reed Detmers, 143, Spencer Howard, 144, Mackenzie Gore, 145, Jackson Kowar, 146, Luis Heal, 147, Jake Odorizzi, 148, Drew Smiley, 149, Adrian Hauser, 150, Daniel Lynch, 151, Daniel Duffy, Danny Duffy, 152, Matthew Boyd, 153, James Paxton, 154, Emerson Hancock, 155, JT Brubaker, 156, Reynaldo Lopez, and 157, Austin Gomber, Mr. Rocky. So you can see exactly what I was talking about with that tier. And then our final tier goes all the way from 158 to 196. These are basically just like... uh, break in case of emergency type guys and a few prospect like less rated prospects thrown in here. 
but mostly guys break glass in case of emergency. 158 is Jose Quintana, 159, Nick Pavetta, 160, Devi Garcia, 161, Kim, Kwang Yang Kim. He's on the Cardinals for two years, and I still can't even say his name. 162, 162, Griffin Canning, 163, Dalton Jeffries, 164, Garrett Richards, 165, Zach Davies, 166, Johnny Cueto, 167, Justin Dunn, 168, Jordan Lyles, 169, Dallas Keuchel, 170, Jordan Belazovic, 171, Chris Bubich, 172, Paulo Espino, 173, Bobby Miller, 174, AJ Puck, 175, Ross Stripling, 176, Eli Morgan, 177, Michael Lorenzen, 178, Brian Pepio, 179, Braylon Marquez, 180, Mitch Keller, 181, Cole Irvin, 182, Zach Thompson, 183, Adrian Morihone, who could come back for like a month at the end of the year, a couple months. Uh, I was actually betting big on him last year, and then he got hurt for a start, so that was great. 184, Sammy Long, 185, Tyler Alexander, 186, David Peterson, 187, Chris Archer, 188, Jose Suarez, 189, Taylor Hearn, 190, Vladimir Gutierrez, 191, Eric Fetty, 182, Jaime Barilla, 193, Justin Steele, 194, Carlos Martinez, 195, Bryce Jarvis, and 196, Justice Sheffield. So that rounds out my entire top 196 starters. Why 196? I couldn't find four more people worth wasting my time researching, so I didn't do it. All right, guys, a shorter podcast here uh, for Deep League starting pitcher information. I hope you guys enjoy my pod. Uh, Like I said at the beginning of the podcast, if you enjoy my information and the stuff that I'm providing you, my content, please share it out. I know nobody likes to share information in this industry because you don't want to tell people where you're getting your secrets from. I promise uh, this is a lot of work for me, and I would really, really appreciate if you can get my name out there and uh, share with friends, share with people in the industry. Uh, That's the only way that I'm going to grow because this is a lot of work to do this, and I'm providing a lot of information for free. Uh, If you would like to see the actual spreadsheets, and not just the articles. By the way, the articles are on Friends with Fantasy Benefits. Um, and thanks to Justin Mason for hooking me up and getting me on there. And I'm looking forward to my first TGFBI and League 10. And I challenge Ariel Cohen, number Mr. ATC. Uh, the dude is a beast fantasy baseball player. And I had to challenge one of the best to make it to the top. That's what you do. You don't eat up the easy competition. I'm here to go after number one, and Ariel, you and I are going to be going at it in this league this year, and I'm looking forward to it. Uh, And there's a bunch of other good people in the league too, uh, but I called out Ariel, so I got to go after him here. And, uh, yeah, so thanks, Justin, for helping me with uh, Friends with Fantasy Benefits and helping me get into TGFBI. I'm really looking forward to the fun and the competition. That's what we do this for is number one, we all like to have fun and we all love baseball. Uh, Number two is the competition. We all like to win, which is one of the reasons why we like baseball, because we like winning. We like when our team wins baseball. And number three, 
I really don't care as much about the money. I'm not really doing it for the money. I'm doing it more as a hobby and for enjoyment. But hey, it, it always feels nice to win some money too on the side. So um, thank you for listening. Again, my Twitter handle is at Fantasy Aceball. You can also find some of my stuff on Facebook. And you can find my content right now on Friends with Fantasy Benefits. Check out the website. There's a lot of good stuff on there besides my stuff too. So check out the content on Friends with Fantasy Benefits. And this is Tim from the Fantasy Ace Ball Podcast. And next time we'll be hitting up relievers, uh, which is going to be interesting. It's not going to be boring. Some people think relievers are boring. But, um, you know, we'll get talk about saves, saves, holds, the different formats. That's going to shuffle reliever rankings around a little bit. So it's going to get a little interesting. And uh, have a good one, guys. Thank you for listening.